Today on What Chaos, Blue Jackets rookie sensation Adam Fantilli joins the show. And not joining anything was Michael Anlauer. Where are you, King? What happened to the Red Wings? I thought they were supposed to be winning games. Patrick Kane stinks. And is Anthony Duclair potentially on the move? All that and more. Press every button you can. Subscribe on YouTube, Spotify. Give us those good ratings, please. It's What Chaos. Happy Tuesday, folks. It's What Chaos, DJ Bean, Pete Blackburn, Adam Fantilli going to be on the show today. That's right. I don't that, know why I did you that. can do that. I actually can do that because I'm Italian, so that wasn't a Was that an Italian accent? Uh, that sounded more like a Borat. That's my what I did get, <laughs> yeah, was, I did get it was big Borat. I did get Borat off of that. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> Pete's Italian, so he can do that. We are, I think, kind of in like the final days, weeks, months before somebody's like, why does everybody do Italian accents and like make jokes about these sorts of things? Uh, but we as talked as an Italian Adam, person, it, it's all funny. We uh, we in our conversation with Adam Fantilli, we do address like as long as this is all okay. Mm-hmm. How cool is the Tommy DeVito stuff and everything? And he's great. We have a lot of fun with him. What a personality he has. Big day in hockey, though, because on Monday, the Senators fired DJ Smith at long last. We were waiting for it. Senators had lost four in a row. They're last in the Atlantic, both in terms of points and in points percentage. Not good times in Ottawa right now. This is a change that we all saw coming. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm i just relieved that I can stop like bringing up when are they going to fire DJ Smith? Because I feel like I have to bring that up multiple times a week this was long overdue and i think the biggest question uh, at this point is why now like why did you fire him like three weeks ago when you were still like had some runway and obviously uh jacques martin taking over that's uh, the biggest question in the the interim that's why i corrected you you said the the biggest question is why now the biggest question is why is jacques martin the interim head coach well i mean he was hired a a few weeks ago to oversee the coaching staff and you know we kind of thought at the time that it was like a what's gonna happen and they were like no 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 like impending change this is just something that we think is good for for our staff and we were like, mm, not sure about that. But yeah, I, I think that like if you were going to bring him in to presumably evaluate the coaching staff and and kind of oversee maybe a transition, why didn't you just fire him then? Why didn't you just fire him last year when it was pretty apparent that he was not great at coaching this, this club? Like he has not been able to get the most out of the talent that they have on the roster and it's been frustrating to watch. Usually when a coach is a lame duck coach, it's like they're in their final year. They're not going to be here next year. We all know that. DJ Smith felt like a lame duck coach on like a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. Like the axe was just waiting to fall. And a team can't perform well in that setting. I mean, I don't know how well the Senators can perform anyway. They're probably going to hope to be better. But it was so obvious this was going to happen. I agree with you. Instead of like getting your ducks in a row, I keep making duck references, but instead of getting your ducks in a row, just make the change. And maybe they could have gotten the spark that all these other teams have gotten a little earlier. Oilers won 13 to 16 after firing Woodcroft. Blues 
have won two straights since firing Baruby. Wild won seven of nine after firing Everson. Do you think that with Jacques Martin, who last coached 12 years ago, Canadians, he got fired December of 2011 because they looked like they were going to take out the Bruins in the first round. That doesn't happen. Bruins end up winning the cup. They get up to a terrible start the next year, and he kind of crashed and burned. 12 years later, he's a head coach again. Does he provide, and does this coaching change provide the sort of bump that all other three teams that have fired coaches in season have gotten? Yeah, I mean, maybe in the short term. I think this is a team that has a lot of talent on the roster, should be a lot better than it is, and maybe he's the guy to correct some of those mistakes, especially structurally and just kind of correcting some some bad habits of that team. But I don't think he's the guy long-term to... He's not, This is not like a Craig Easy Ruby. now. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to die because he's old, but, hey, you never know. Ageist. Uh, uh, no, I just don't think that he's a good fit long-term for this team, partially because he is so old. This is a young team. You probably don't want, like, the, is he the oldest coach in hockey now? Got to be, right? He's like 71 years old. Who's older than that guy? What do you mean by that? <laughs> I don't, I don't think. think he's the guy long-term. <laughs> what do you mean by that? No, I just don't see him being, like, the... Uh, you know, the solution to the Ottawa Senators coaching problems, especially when, you know, the, he's the fifth coach fired this season, if you throw in Mike Babcock. And that means that there are guys out there that I think might be pretty good fits for this team. Like a Craig Berube could be really good in Ottawa in terms of like the structure and and sort of the accountability that he, he requires from his guys. So, you know, I, I think keep an eye out for who, who and when the uh, that coaching change is made in terms of a uh, more uh, m more than an interim basis. Senators' upcoming schedule at Arizona, at Colorado, home against Pittsburgh, at Toronto. So three of four on the road. I want to get to the Senators' handling of DJ Smith and his dismissal. I think that it's fine to fire a coach in season. This happens all the time. You have to do what's best for your business. But the team's handling of it. There's a right and wrong way to do it. This was the wrong way to do it. Disgusting. After the firing, they made president of hockey operations, Steve Steos, available to the media. Steos and Steos alone. Mm -hmm. The owner was nowhere to be seen. If you are going to fire your head coach and you are the owner of the Ottawa Senators, you need to hold a press conference because if you are the owner of the Ottawa Senators, you are Michael Landlauer, and you give the best and coolest and funniest press conferences. You owe it to your fans and anybody who likes funny shit to hold that press conference, and he didn't do it. And yes, the team was on the road, so you're going to do the thing where you put up the background, the uh, whatever the curtain is, the backdrop, and then you make somebody available. Fuck it. Fly the whole, cancel the rest of your road trip, hold a press conference. We deserve better from Michael Landlauer. Haven't heard a peep from that. I don't even want to say. He's being a real SOB about this. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a position that Michael Anlauer put himself in, right? Because he d drops an electric press conference after the Senators get docked a first-round pick earlier in the year. And uh, now we're just we're salivating at the mouth waiting for the next Anlauer press conference. And we assumed, we were like, hey, this team is probably going to fire DJ Smith in the near future, which means that they're putting Ann Lauer back in front of the mic. And I know you're not you're not supposed to fire your coach on the road to begin with. They fire their coach on the road after he coached practice that morning, which is an insane move. Uh, 
Michael Anlauer needs to take accountability for his team and needs to take accountability. Step in front of the mic, sir. Give us some content. Reprehensible. Disgusting from Michael Anlauer, the senator's organization. We did, when we saw the news that uh, this move had happened, we were like, I wonder if there will be a Zoom press conference or something because they were on the road. I wanted to get in on that press conference. It would have been amazing because we were just going to pepper him with questions to set up that angle of this isn't my fault. I bought the team and there's a whole bunch of bad shit waiting for me. And we were going to be like, "Uh, Michael, uh, you bought the team that was being coached by DJ Smith. So in a lot of ways, he was your guy. Why did you choose him in the first place? Just to get him to be like, the, no, this I wasn't me. I didn't do shit. This fuck do this. I'm not worried about it. Hi, Michael. Quick question, DJ. Not that DJ. Is this world so fucking fucked up? I do need to weigh in on the whole DJ thing. I do not claim DJ Smith. He uses periods in his names. Oh, you don't. Yeah, that's right. I like to keep it sleek. I like a slim. I'm Tony P. Yeah, not like got the Tony P. Follow. By the way, you have your Gene Principe uh, follow. I got my Tony P. Follow. I think I have to stop making things for you. That's true. Yeah, you did make it. I made you that video, and I made you all the clothes you were wearing in it. I know. And I like making stuff that does well. And I like like rising tide lifts all cream, whatever the thing is. (laughs) But when it leads directly to a Tony P. Follow for you, I'm like. God fucking damn it. Well, the universe always evens out. I was jealous of you when you got Gene. Fair. And I, now I got Tony. And I got Tone. I'm not making... A, you suggested the short... You were like, could you make some short Kings uh, thing? Yeah, that's true. With the yeah. Kings imagery. And also, like, you are my muse. Right. So that doesn't get made without you. You were you were my muse when I made Anka Jams. <laughs> that's right. The... Uh, <laughs> Sean chiming in. I love that being the first we've heard from Sean today. <laughs> you remember? I mean, obviously, we're all laughing at it, so we do remember. You could not escape that shit Uncle for Jams. like two months. Uncle Jams. I was Benny. Was, did you say it was Benny Safty? Was that the. Yeah. Or I, I was like it. a Safty brother. You know, yeah. Man, Uncle Jams. Uncle Jams. What a moment in time that was. At that. Uh, nobody has ever had like a quicker 15 seconds of fame than julia fox well she fucking blogged about her ongoing relationship that was was weird the weirdest moment in pop culture history that was big mark zuckerberg in the social network uh thing after he got dumped and then went home and immediately erica albright yes is a is a bitch She's getting fre- uh, help from her friends at uh, Victoria's Secret, he said. Oh, that's right. What an asshole. <laughs> Total asshole. I'm going to say it. In the movie, <laughs> Bad the Social guy. Network, the Mark Zuckerberg character came off as an asshole. That's I right. was thinking, he better lawyer up, <laughs> asshole. That's right. God. That walk, when Wardo walks in, oh my God. Incredible movie. Feelings come over me. So that's that on the Senators. Michael Landlauer, you chunked it, bud. You got to give us a press conference or a one-on-one. You owe us one, pal. Uh, Also wanted to talk about another team that sucks right now. The Detroit Red Wings. Which is crazy because they have gotten coaches fired. They were Everson's final game with Minnesota, and they were... 
I think Baruby's last game with the Blues. So when they're not getting coaches fired, they're just sucking D, Detroit. <laughs> That's what that stands They for. suck in D. So <laughs> also say, known as the Big D. The Big D. So it's, if you say like Red Wings, they suck in D. They stink in Detroit. Yeah, we're talking about the, that uh, that Winter Classic D. That old. That, yeah, remember that script, D that they the made? old English D. Yeah. I like that. That's like I like not, uh, not the the j- double entendre is now done. But like I like that D. That. I, I did too. But it's just like anything that the Red Wings do as like an alternate logo is so unnecessary. I know they have yeah. the best logo in hockey. The best. Uh, they and are the worst. Uh, they the worst right wing in the hockey. worst player. Yeah, yeah the, the Patrick Kane. No, Patrick Kane actually hasn't been that bad. He had a, a multi point night last night. It's just the team looks very off. Uh, maybe coincidentally, since he joined the lineup, since he joined the lineup, the Red Wings are one, five, and one. Gross. And uh, mentioned he had a couple points last night. He had two assists, but Patrick Kane, one goal, four points in his seven games, and he's a minus seven. Disgusting. In, those, in that uh, in that span. They're also one of the worst teams in the league in that span in terms of generating uh they have the third worst goal sh- expected goal share at five on five and the second worst scoring chances share at five on five since he's entered the lineup. So that offense, which was previously very, very good, super cold. So does this team just yo-yo diet? They were they, they do, yeah. came out like a house on fire and they sucked and then they got good again. And it was like, okay, this is what they are. Boy, oh boy, the peaks and valleys. I've never seen a D go up and down Jesus like Christ. this. Get since, the fuck out of here! Since I hit caps, since I hit the caps lock button while starting a sentence that began with a D. Oh my god, I hate this. Uh, yeah, sure. They also have goaltending issues. We should really, yeah. Out. Let's yeah. get into that. <laughs> you're just fucking throwing me. me off right now. You're not the guy. You're not this guy. You're I absolutely guy, am not that guy. <laughs> uh, they uh, they they had some more goaltending problems last night. By the way, uh, oh no, Villa Huso left uh, Monday night's game. James Reimer came in relief. This comes after Alex Lyon was already hurt. So the Red Wings, who were previously running like a three three headed tandem, I don't want to call it a monster, okay. a three headed tandem, which doesn't make sense as a turn of phrase. It was a three headed monster, Rihanna. That's right. <laughs> Shut the f- okay, uh, three three goalie rotation. Two of those pieces now out. We've been he- hearing from Kevin Weeks, Elliot Friedman recently that uh, the goalie market about to get shook. And we've got mere hours until we That's hit right. the trade freeze. Do we get a Detroit Red Wings goalie acquisition? You know who I want the Red Wings to get? Who? Mackenzie Blackwood. You I don't know everybody. why I got, I need that guy out of San Jose and I love the sharks and I love him with the sharks, but if, man, if I'm any of these teams, I'm like Mackenzie Blackwood seems like the guy you try before you really explore the nuclear option. Although if he's the first guy to get moved, maybe he ends up going for more than you would think, but I would think he should be relatively inexpensive, but you know how teams get when they're panicking at the goalie position. I think that Blackwood can be for a playoff team, like a good tandem guy. I, I mean, Ideally, you have yeah. somebody else that's like a little better with him, but I, I, I just feel like the Red Wings probably just want a body right now. Uh, it depends, I guess, how, how serious the Huso injury is. Didn't look great. 
but uh, they have they've been running that three that three man rotation. So maybe they just want a guy who can suit up until uh, until the the water levels a little bit. But yeah, I don't know. It would be funny though, like all the talk about the Oilers and how badly they need a goaltender and how badly some of these other teams need a goaltender. The Red Wings, who were doing awesome and had three three strong goalies, uh, end up being the first team to make a splash in that market. Would be funny. But I, I think that like the Wings are uh, the Wings are going to figure it out. Like they're not this bad. I think they're figuring out figuring out how to play with Patrick Kane. I think they're figuring out which combinations work the most mm-hmm. and they're not this bad offensively. If they can t- tighten up a little bit defensively, stop blowing so many leads and then get some saves, they're going to be all right. Uh, you know what else is a uh, three headed group? This table. That's true. Thanks to our friends at FOCO because we've got all sorts of collectibles, figurines, bobbleheads, whatever you need. FOCO makes the coolest stuff. We're going to have a Pro Shop Wars a little down the road from Columbus. I was thrilled to see some FOCO items in there. A little spoiler alert. Bought a FOCO item because it's so creative. It's so original. It looks so good, but it's also timeless. You got Ovechkin here, Dreisaitl there. You got Sharky. You got Gritty. And you got Austin Matthews. And if you head to FOCO.com, you can get 10% off using the promo code CHAOS on non-sale and non-presale items. It's incredible whether you're a collector, whether you're just a fan of a team, or honestly, if you see something that piques your interest, it's worth it. Foco.com. It's amazing. Adam Fantilli was the third overall pick in the NHL draft this past year. A lot of people expected him to go second overall to Anaheim. They take Leo Carlson instead because they really, really wanted to just not let Leo Carlson play. And uh, the only way of making sure Leo Carlson didn't play that much was if they drafted him themselves. Mm-hmm. So as a result, Adam Fantilli, who has Michigan connection, college hockey, college hockey, all these different things and wanted to end up in Columbus, ends up in Columbus where it looks like he's going to be the face of the franchise there. We sat down with him. He was fantastic. Here it is. Adamo Giuliano Fantilli. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Uh, this has been a fun talk. Uh, do you not go by your real name because you would feel guilty for everybody that doesn't have that cool a name? More just people butcher it uh, pretty bad. Um, and then when I was younger in school, like Adam was just way more, uh, I don't want to say common, I guess, even though I went to a schools that were predominantly Italian uh, uh, heritages around there. But um, yeah, I don't know why. I just always went with, with Adam. And then funny story, we went to Youth Olympics and um, they had like for names, you had to put your, your passport in. So the announcers were calling me a demo and everybody was confused. But I thought that was That's awesome. pretty funny. I don't know why. It's just the way it goes. Do, um, do people now call you that? Like, do you have any like nicknames based off of a demo or anything? Or? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The boys call me Mo. Uh, pretty much right off of Damo. Um, but like Fance, Mo, uh, those are like pretty much the, the main ones. That rocks. Uh, 
at the uh, risk of being l lightly problematic, uh, Italian-American athletes are for sure like having a big moment right now with the Tommy DeVito thing. Oh, yeah. And everybody's celebrating that. And I mean, and you you given me this, like, this <laughs> has really worked its way, hopefully in a non-offensive way, into like the sports lexicon and everything. As an Italian-American athlete, like how does that feel for you? Or, or as an Italian athlete, how does that feel for you? Uh, it's it's <laughs> I find it entertaining. Like obviously the Tommy DeVito stuff has been great. Like you guys saw what his agent was wearing. I was gonna say, uh, like, do you want like is your agent worried? Um, like, like you're gonna get that guy? <laughs> I don't think so. But uh, <laughs> I definitely like to see my agent get it in one of those uh, suits with the hat and everything. I think that'd be uh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> but you guys saw at the tailgate with the pasta, the cutlets, everything. That was. That was amazing, and I think it's I think it's good for like the culture. I think like it. you, if if that happened, you would have to like replace the cannon with like a Tommy gun or <laughs> yeah. something. I was gonna say you could pull the Giancarlo Stanton and like uh, go back to the uh, like the that you could go back to your full Italian name. Yeah. But now at this point, it might seem like pandering. I know because Tommy DeVito has kind of stolen your spotlight a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know he can have it. He's killing it. <laughs> he's uh, he's taking over the whole whole internet right now. Did you watch The Sopranos? I'm actually in the middle of watching it right now. Are you really? Yeah, what do you well, think? It just started. I, I'm, I'm liking it so okay. far. It's one of the greats. Yeah, it really is. And it changes if you, you have to view it as a comedy too. It's like to. both a drama and a comedy. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're getting on that train. Uh, when you get sent to the penalty box or you have a call go against you, do you ever consider that it's anti-Italian discrimination? Uh, no, um, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, that'd be kind of hard to back, I guess. You're going to get to an episode of the... So, uh, that's one of the like iconic lines from The Sopranos. Uh, it's anti-Italian discrimination. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> if you can bring that to the ice, I think it'll be really good for the game. Nobody will think you're the weirdest player in the league by far if you were just screaming about that on the ice. Nationwide the needs a drop, like an audio drop, every time you take a penalty to just play that. It yeah. would make the crowd go wild. So. Start screaming. Yes. Be, in, be in their ear about uh, that. You uh, you grew up a Bruins fan. We bounced this off you before we sat down here. You said, cool, you get one question about that. So this is going to be probably like a 10 to 45 part question. Uh, <laughs> but uh, finish the lyric. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. We got him. My follow-up was going to be, Come on, finish the fucking lyric. <laughs> does like that? Does that like? Would you get hyped up for that and everything and all like the Bruins lore oh, and the yeah, culture and like, everything? Like when the announcer goes like, "Woo!" I think that's like so sick. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Who was your favorite Bruin growing up? Uh, at first, it was Mark Savard. Um, okay. I, I loved watching him play, and then he retired, and, and I watched a lot of uh, Bergeron, and then obviously he retired as well. So, um, kind of like perfect year for. For me to stop becoming a Bruins fan. <laughs> so, uh, so not Sean Corrali. Uh, is you know what? <laughs> I, I did watch a lot of curls growing up. Um, modeled my game after him as much as possible. Um, really, really honored to be on the same team with him now. He's had such a solid, steady career. Came to the NHL as part of that. I want to say that Martin Jones trade or whatever it was. And he has just like really forged a steady, like 82 game player type of career. Having him on your team as you enter the league, I'm imagining there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. I mean, Curls is a guy that you can't win championships without. Um, I mean, 
he's a guy that kills penalties amazingly for it. He's he's so good at that. D zone faceoffs, locking it down, uh, five on six. Like he, he's a guy that you need on your team if you want to win games. And he's perfected certain skills that some guys may have not focused on for for a certain amount of time. Whether it, it's it's his faceoffs, his D zone ability, is his penalty killing. But he's become so good at those types of like niche. I don't want to say niche skills, but skills that are extremely important. And he's a guy that knows what he has to do, what his what his job is, and, and he executes it every single night. And a guy that you you need on your team to win. Another part of this one Bruins question: like, is your dad a bigger Bruins fan than you were? He was. He's not anymore though. So he's like abandoned, uh, kind of, and not a ab- You, you kind of have to family. I mean, when the jackets aren't playing, I, I'm sure he's cheering on the well, bees. But a, uh, a little birdie told us uh, that there was some concern on the dad's trip that it, when you guys went to Boston, that he might be a little conflicted. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> we were at Worlds this year, and, and obviously I was playing with Luch there, mm-hmm. and um, like my, my dad does. Uh, he was talking to Luch. Luch was extremely nice to, to my family, and uh, um, he shot me a text uh, when he when he signed in Boston, and he was like, "How pumped is your dad that I'm back in Boston?" <laughs> and my dad, like, I Facetimed my dad about it, and he was like, "Text him back right now and be like, I'm wearing my jersey to the dad's trip in Boston." Oh my and god! Then, at the time. Uh, like rock over here. It was like, yeah, they might not let him on the plane if he was doing that. So my dad had to cut that out. That's amazing. I lo- I just love that dad's trips exist anyway. We were talking to some non-hockey fans and trying to sell them on hockey. And, you know, N- NBA has like NBA Twitter, which is very active and very funny. And you're getting great memes out of that. And the NFL has all the shit that it has. Coaches getting fired every five seconds and everything. And we were like, you guys probably have never even heard of dad's trips though. And they were like, what's that? And we're like, players just fucking bring their dads to the games for a little while. As a player, is that fun? Is it annoying? Are there ever like moments where you or a teammate is like, dad? I had one this year. Uh, (laughs) Especially being a rookie, it's not something you want. But uh, first of all, it's great that that our dads come out. We're all extremely grateful that our... uh, everything our dads have done for us so to be able to do that for them and, and bring them on a trip and bring them on the plane and everything and in the hotels that we're in is, is really really fun um but this year in boston i was in my hotel room and i was like hey dad like for tomorrow breakfast meet me downstairs at 9 25 sharp like i want to meet you here so i can take you to breakfast and so he shoots me a text and he's like in the morning and he's like well, i'm already like ready like do you mind if i just go to breakfast i was like yeah that's fine i'll like, meet you down there um, so I, I finished like showering up, go downstairs. Um, I walk in the doors and all these, all the, all of my teammates are sitting around tables with their dads and whatever. And I look straight ahead and I see my dad sitting at a table, with just our GM, me, like just my dad and our GM. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so I let him go by himself for 45 seconds and he blew it so I had to hear about that later by oh the guys. Oh my That's god. That's Like, Were you like what did you talk to him about? What did you say? <laughs> I was like I don't know what happened in the 35 seconds I wasn't here but that is like, unbelievable. I, he kept explaining to me that 
that you can only have a three-year contract right now <laughs> because it's an entry-level deal. And I was saying, not for my son. <laughs> and this guy's a real piece of work. He kept saying, don't you dare years. load management to my kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching I've been watching SportsCenter and the NHL's doing all this newfangled stuff. Don't get any ideas. Uh, off that, uh, were you surprised the Anaheim thing didn't happen? Um, I don't know. Uh, not like really. We were. Not, not really, uh, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, I had my interviews. Um, I, I decided everything possible. Um, I don't know. Maybe it just didn't click in the interviews, like him better. Um, maybe it fits their schedule, whatever what they want. I, I don't really know. Um, but to be honest, I wanted to end up in Columbus. Um, you have I, receipts. I, yeah, I said that before. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was the perfect landing spot. Um, with how close it's to home with the Michigan guys. Um, how close it is to my campus where all my best friends are still. So it's, um, I thought this was perfect and a perfect fit for me. Um, yeah, the whole Anaheim situation, it was, I don't really know. How do you think that you would, uh, like handle the load management thing? Is it something that, that you would have any interest in? Like, cause I know Leo has been like, I want to play. Um, but like, is it something that you think would bother you? I mean, we're all competitors. We all want to yeah. play and, and we want to play in the NHL that's that's what we want to do um when it comes to like like the situation he's going through um I, I know that he wants to play I know he's he's the type of kid that wants to play um I know they have a plan for him whatever it might be um I want to play every night um I want to get my games in. I want to get the experience in game experience learn every team's system their structure um play against everybody and kind of feel out the league and I feel like being out certain games, you, you still might have those, I don't want to say jitters, but like first time playing against Sid or first time playing against Ovi and like mm -hmm. like two or three years down the line where you could have just your first year, you immerse yourself in it. And then from there, your sophomore season, you go from there. How has the grind been treating you? We had the toughest schedule in the NHL for the first 60 days. So that was tough um, with the travel and games and stuff like that. But you more just learn to like keep your body ready, keep it fresh and do a lot of recovery work and stuff like that. So that's pretty much all you're focusing on is your body. And do you worry about like the, the mental aspect also factors into the load management thing where they're like, we don't want the growing pains to be too tough on the kid or whatever. I imagine if you're a competitor, of course you want to win games and everything, but there's probably an understanding as a professional athlete that like, I need to fuck up at various points and I need to learn what not to do. Like, are you okay with if you have a bad shift or if you have a welcome to the NHL moment that like, this is all part of the process. And if I try to cut corners and skip it, then maybe I'll never develop into the player I want to be. Yeah. I mean, um, there's, there's always like a next shift mentality that you try and have like a goldfish mentality and so you turn it over, they score and it, it happened. What are you going to do? You still have two periods left to play. You're going to let it blow your whole game or you, figure it out and do that stuff but I think when it comes to game by game um with myself uh, you're always looking at the negatives um it's hard to say like hey I got an assist today but my face-off percentage was 36 percent like you, you got to focus on the in my opinion the bad things to make yourself the player that you want to be um 
So I kind of have a tough time focusing on the good um, in this year because there's so much more that I can get better at to be the player that I want to be in this league. I, I was going to ask you, because I've heard you talk about like you, growing up, you never felt like you were the best at anything. You just kind of worked at it like a crazy person until it was no longer a weakness. Since arriving to the NHL, what do you, what have you evaluated in yourself that you're like, I need to be much better at this? Just like timing. Um, I feel like I, I can skate with the, with the best players in the league and, and I can shoot with the best players in the league, but I got to be able to, find that timing and find that movement off the puck where I'm landing in the right spots. I'm making my teammates better with my positioning and, and being able to do it for an 82 game schedule and, and, and just watch all those things and watch your game and make yourself better and, and be better in the D zone. So, um, there's, there's always like small areas, but I think it's all that timing stuff and finding the right areas to be. Another th interesting thing with, uh, your classmates is that in Chicago, Luke Richardson is limiting how much he lets Connor Bedard use the iPad on the bench, which is adorable because that's literally something that you do with children. You try to make sure that they don't spend too much time on the iPad, but it does make sense because you'd think you should probably be watching the game and everything. Uh, where do you fall on the iPad thing? Because as a younger player, it probably isn't necessarily a super new thing to you, right? Like, is that no. like part of what playing hockey is? Yeah, I mean, I don't like to look at it too much mid-game um, unless there was something that I saw or and I want to show someone. It's easier than just drawing on the board. Um, you just show the actual play and, you know, the camera's looking at you as you're drawing shit, but um, that, that definitely helps. I, I more look at it in between periods and I can go back to, like, okay, third shift, this entry, I want to watch what else I could have done, my options, everything that way, and then have a new mindset going into the next period. I don't like to do it shift by shift. How many iPads are on the bench? Are they like, is it like water bottles where there's, there's one like every three. like three iPads? Yeah. Are, anybody ever fighting over the iPad? <laughs> Me and KJ sit beside each other and we're always like, hey, you want to go to my third shift? Or he's, ah. I don't know, he's an iPad hog. <laughs> he always has it. But you can be like, hey, uh, be, I'm going to grab this water, be a deer, pull up <laughs> this thing for me. I'd like to take a <laughs> Any other apps on those things? You can like watch Netflix in between no, shifts or something? I don't think so. <laughs> That would be amazing. Oh, I'm not suggesting you do this. And I'm also not suggesting another coaching controversy or anything. But it would be amazing if on another team, if a player wasn't getting their proper ice time and they're like, hey, can I see the iPad? I want to see one of my previous shifts. Burner account. Just start roasting the coach in the organization. <laughs> of like, Twitter. Why aren't they playing this? <laughs> and then just be like, they hit the intermission. The owner's like, Twitter's ripping you guys. And it's all this one genius who <laughs> isn't playing much hockey. Guerrilla marketing uh, in, on the bench. Yeah. For yourself. Down from the inside. Uh, one, one of my favorite moments from preseason was uh, your quote about Patty Line and, and his cooking on the air fryer yeah. and just how how uh, excited you were about that, especially like you're Italian. You probably grew up around like amazing food. Oh, yeah. How much of that was serious and how much of it was just like fucking around? Oh, obviously, like we're Patty's a, a very strong personality, but he likes to mess around. Um, so we'll mess around with the media and stuff like that. And like with the air fryer and stuff like that. Like, I don't know if you saw the Instagram post that we both like do a post of like the air fryer boys caption. It was yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but like there was a night uh, or two nights actually where, where we were like, yeah, let's make food at home. And um, he was like, yeah, we're going to do like steaks tonight, like fillets. And I was like, all right, like sounds good. Um, like we're going to fire the pan up. We're going to get the barbecue going. Like what are we doing here? Like, no, 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 I'm just going to do it in the air fryer. I'm like what? And I was like taken back. 
and uh, he was like, just watch. And like, he like does the whole thing. And however he does it, he like, he like chopped it up first. And then he like put like avocado oil on it or, or olive oil and, and like all the seasoning, whatever he wants. And he has like, I think it's like 385 for like 11 or 12 minutes, um, throws it in. It comes out and it was just like so good. Like <laughs> I thought it was really, really good. Wow. And uh, he's like, you got to be honest with me about my cooking and stuff. And I was like, dude, it's awesome. Like, it's really good. Was that your first air fryer experience? Yeah. And then I bought one. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, that was my next question. Yeah, have I you have one. I've been, I've been, I actually have been. I've been doing like whole steaks in the air fryer. See how that goes. It's actually good. Really? I, I'm, I'm not hating it. How's wow. the cleanup situation? Super easy. Really? Pop it in the dishwasher. It takes care. of I itself. wash it by hand. I don't like to put it in. The, you probably can put it in the dishwasher. But I just give it a quick thing with the sponge. This and, is amazing. Now, if you were to like tell your folks, like, "Hey, I'm on that." I don't know how like deep the uh, like the Italian culture is with your family, but like, would th- would there be disappointment in like our son has become an air fryer boy? No, it's more like how much time I have. I'd say, well, because I'll FaceTime him and I, I. I I'll make pasta from scratch over here and I'll have okay. that going on the pot with everything and like veggies. So I don't really feel like having everything going with the steak on the pan, having the pasta going because I like having everything ready at the same time. Um, so I'll put the thing, the steak in for 12 minutes, start the pasta, the water's boiling. Obviously, you get everything going, get the sauce ready, and then um, you kind of plate it all at the same time and everything's hot at the same time. So I think. Just having one thing in the air fryer going. I that think makes helps. sense. This is wild. I, I <laughs> wasn't interested in anything when I was your age or good at anything when I was your age. But like, is it uh, like, do you find yourself, even though professional hockey player, it's grueling schedule. Like, do you find yourself encountering these new ways of learning and doing different things here and there? You definitely get thrown into adult life pretty quickly. Um, like, I mean, I was living in a college dorm six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, now it's it's you have your own place. You're you're responsible for keeping the whole thing clean, cooking, um, all that type of stuff. And it's uh yeah, it's definitely uh, an adjustment. But it's it's a lot of fun to be honest with you. It's it's a good time. What do you suck at when it comes to adult life? <sighs> um, <laughs> I don't make my bed every morning. Um, that's that's not totally like normal. Yeah, big thing. Um, that's all a myth, by the way. Like making your bed and flossing, there's no benefits <laughs> to doing either of those things. <laughs> yeah, right. As, long, know, as, I, as uh, long as your comforter and your sheets stay on your bed, and you have more than one pillow, I think you're doing all right. Oh, you I think with all that sheets, stuff, a, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. No, sheets sheets go every week. Um, Good man. Sometimes twice a week. Um, oh, yeah. Damn. Take the, the garbage. Like the thing is, like in my condo, like the, the garbage thing's right there. It's like super easy to take the garbage out. Um, I don't need to do a ton of laundry because I'm not home a lot. Um, when I do laundry, it's not hard. Um, I don't know. We spend a lot of time at the rink. So, do you have to, like, I still, I'm 35. I still ask my dad stupid questions every now and then where I'll just be like, fuck, like this thing happened to my car. What about, like, who is the guy? A, do you find yourself asking these questions of like, am I supposed to know this? Eh, whatever. I need to ask somebody. Who is the guy on the team that you have to ask about that sort of stuff? On the team? Or do you go outside of the team? I'll or is there a Bruin that you might want to reach out to? And- <laughs> uh, <laughs> David Pasternak like, has been very helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, on the team, I like, I'll FaceTime Patty randomly or I'll FaceTime silly or kj and just 
more just like see what's up. Um, but for anything like how long this should be in the microwave and like, I'm like just happen to be doing it. I'll just like be on the phone with my mom and like, Hey, like how long should I do this for? And like, she'll tell me, but like, if I'm not previously on the phone with her, I'll just trial by error until I figure it out for next time. You're going to, I mean, trial by error, there's people, people mock that, but that's how you learn. You'll yeah. you remember how you did it and that gets oh, yeah. in. It's a growing pains. Yeah. Learn mistakes. That's the way it goes. Uh, does your family do the seven fishes for Christmas or no? Is that just a yeah, Italian American do. thing? You guys yeah. do it? Yeah. I know we done like certain dates. We don't do red meat. Um, okay. and we do like trays of different things. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's seven. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a lot of fish around Christmas. Okay, that's interesting. Do you have a specific like favorite? Um, could you give your seven fish rankings, please? <laughs> yes. Do power rankings. Let's power rank fish. You know what? I haven't been home for Christmas in like three years, so like that does make sense. Um, I can't really recall too well. It would have been when I was around like fifteen, sixteen. Okay. Wow. Okay. What's the best Christmas gift you ever got? Now that we're talking about Christmas, maybe a snowboard. My parents, that was, that was pretty sweet. Are you going to give your whole family air fryers? That would be <laughs> yes. I, I would love if you were the air fryer guy at Christmas. It's like, uh, everybody gets an air fryer. You just put, it's, it's why, look, it's, it looks stupid. You're like, what, is this just a crock pot? No, it's so yeah. much more, guys. Yeah, I'm giving lessons too. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, you, uh, you're, the, you're obsessive about hockey. Uh, you kind of like self outed yourself with that in terms of thing, uh, like working on stuff that you feel like is a weakness. What, is there anything else in your life that you're obsessive about outside of hockey? Cause I feel like we're just like making your entire personality hockey and being Italian. Um, I'm like pretty, uh, I don't know. I I'm laid back, but I also have OCD at the same time, if that makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> where like, I, I like to hang out, but if I get home from a road trip at 1 a.m. and like things aren't like dishes are in weird spots or like pillows are all over the place, I like clean it up before I go to bed. Um, but I'm not really obsessive about anything else, to be honest with you. Like I never have to have like anything crazy. I'll be honest. You're coming coming off as like an adult. You're like, I don't suck at anything about being an adult and I clean up when I come back from road. Trips. <laughs> and you have a personality, which is annoying because typically it's one or the other. Someone's <laughs> like either clean and they just, they're so fucking boring or they're outgoing and there's like chaos in their life. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is a, this is a disappointing mix. Yeah, <laughs> but apologize. you're both in good ways. If you were a Tony P disciple, you would know to clean your place before going on the road. I know. Trip, so you Tony P? I, I don't. He's an Instagram influencer who just, uh, his whole brand is that he is sincerely just like a nice guy. And he'll do reels that are like, I'm going on vacation, come pack with me. And he'll just like put clothes in a suitcase, clean his apartment, and then be like, all right, that's the end of this video. <laughs> he's like, nothing, he's like, like 25 years old and he acts like he's, he's not like 50. using dicey language, nothing's <laughs> inappropriate. And then like all the comments are like, Fuck yeah, King. <laughs> Pack the hell out of that bag. <laughs> I, I'd love to do that, but like, I don't know. I'm not a big pack the night before guy. Mm-hmm. And I usually got to be at the rink at like 9 a.m. on like the day bef- that we travel. So I'll like wake up, eat, do whatever. You quick. pack the morning of? Yeah. So that's wow. like, a, so when you were talking about like if you get home and things are a little out of sorts, you make sure you put the, I got home at like 2, 3 the other night and we were leaving for this trip the next day. And I at 3 in the morning, was like, I, I'm going to pack now. And I'll tell you what, I did the shittiest job packing, <laughs> forgot everything, don't have medicine with me right now. Like, oh, I no. might die soon. 
<laughs> so you just throw, you just throw, just throw shit in a bag? No, I like, here's the one thing I don't do. I don't take my stuff out of my toiletries bag ever. Okay. I live, my toiletries are like in the bag all the time. So you have like a dedicated toiletries yeah. bag? That's a smart move. And so I'll just like zip it, hit the road. And I know like I need like two t-shirts, a sweater. I know I need like two cat, whatever. Throw it all in and... I'm wearing my suit, so I don't really forget anything that way. Does how how much has the travel like affected you or been like a pain in the ass in your first year? It's not that bad. I mean, it's it's we have a really young, fun group of guys, and it's it's a lot of a lot of fun on the plane and stuff, and and going to dinners. So um, it's more just been a lot of fun to be around the guys because I'm I'm living by myself. I, like a lot of guys have like wives and kids and stuff, but I'm on my own here. So whenever we're on the road, I get to spend more time with the guys that aren't usually out with that have their kids and stuff like that. So. I just find it a lot more fun. How does the uh, team plane compare to a normal like coach plane experience? It's a lot better. It's better. Yeah, yeah definitely. I don't know. I've sometimes when I travel with people I know, I'm like, I wish I were just kind of by myself and with strangers. <laughs> more of my favorite part is like I show up for a two o'clock flight at one forty-five, and you just show your license nice. and you jump right on. Um, it's happens quick everything's fast and you don't have to wait too long so and the, the food on the plane's great so um yeah it's pretty much the best part yeah. tv movies um you, s- move? like you do your own thing like yeah. there's not like tvs on the plane no yeah but like you like load your ipad oh, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah for sure i just finished game of thrones for the second time that was awesome you you finished game of thrones and went back for seconds after after better the, the second time they should call you a a, a dorko instead of a damn <laughs> no, no, i'm not a, a game dorko of thrones guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i took a chance i don't think that landed <laughs> sorry uh no i yeah i i, I doesn't do That's it for the me. Best. <laughs> you, what did you think about the last season? Uh, I think it's rushed. Yeah. Okay. Fair. It's fair. rushed a little bit. They left such a bad taste in my mouth that I don't know if I'd be able to go back. But like that was one of the best shows of yeah, all time, leading so up to good. it. So what other uh, what other shows do you do? Like I said, I'm in the middle of Sopranos right now. Watch Peaky Blinders, Suits. Um, Dude, you got Entourage. the Suits algorithm. Yeah. But that yeah. is like an algorithm. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I loved. Is it. Is it good though? Yeah. I loved Suits. Okay. It was right. really, really good. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite thing about Columbus? We've never been here before, and we just got here today. Um, you know what? The people are great. Like, just whenever you go out to dinners or um, like going to town hall or whatever, just hang out with your friends. Like, people are awesome. Like, everybody's really, really nice. Um, uh, the restaurants are all really, really good. There's different places for different things, and I've I've enjoyed all the restaurants that I've been to. Um, like my my place is like kind of like right on the waterfront so like the whole river is right there you can like go for walks and stuff um it's a clean city i don't know i've, I've had a blast if That's you had to give thing. us uh like one dinner recommendation because we're doing dinner tonight where would you tell us to go air fryer what do you want <laughs> air, air fryer patty's house <laughs> yeah go to patty's house <laughs> uh i don't know we're I, we're not picky i don't think we're chilled dude we, we eat chicken fingers and stuff mm-hmm. where That's uh, tomorrow so night not like game. a steak dinner we, i, I would do a steak yeah. dinner yeah Go to Jeff Ruby's. Jeff Ruby's? Yeah. Okay. It's good to know. Is that the guy that killed? That's the, Jack Ruby. That's Jack Ruby. Nice. I was going to say, that'd be a that. wild <laughs> person to give a steakhouse to. <laughs> right next to Lee Harvey Oswald's. Yeah. Right, right. It's Oswald's and Ruby's and 
Oswald's is obviously very notable. Rudebeast has a lot of flash and is trying to get all the attention for itself. That's your American history lesson. Uh, I'm not going to be able to sleep at night because I feel so bad about calling you a dork like three seconds ago. (laughs) But you have been a wonderful, wonderful guy to sit down with us. Uh, We love your career so far and we wish you continued success, man. Could even say this was... Chef's kiss. That's the best answer we've gotten so far. (laughs) Just a silent, hopefully, Sean, the video was good on that. (laughs) Nice. Adam Fantilli, what a guy. He is the greatest. And he, everyone, again, everyone plays ball with us. Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, I think that he was like a little... Like, what is this at the beginning? And then, uh, I mean, starting off, though, with the uh, the hand gesture, quite possibly the best uh, best answer to a first question that we've got. I take a lot of pride in uh, our icebreakers. Yeah. But, man, that will not be topped at any point the whole season. You never know. Like, if we do a clips show at some point, that might be the, like, that or Marchand are the first things, but... Marsh, the Marshawn one was like, it was so funny that he was not strangling us. Mm-hmm. This, just like a good old fashioned, like these are the first words I've spoken to you guys. And it's not even a word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the uh, Blue Jackets guys were great. Like obviously team not, not unbelievable this year, but all the guys that we talked to, we got plenty more stuff coming down the pipeline. The guys that we talked to were just like the best vibes. And uh, now we're going to get air fryers. Thank you, Adam Fantilli. That's right. Adamo Giuliano Fantilli. I really want him to pivot to go- being known by Adamo or just Mo. Mo Fantilli, sick name. Mo Adamo F- Fantilli, come on. That MF, man. Uh, Got to talk about another one of our friends, Anthony Duclair, who last we spoke of him was hot, hot, hot. Mm-hmm. We were looking up the temperature at which sharks die because they're so hot. He had what? He had five points in three games, but then his last four, one point, he gets healthy scratch the other night because in a game that we were watching against the Coyotes, he costs them a point on the game-tying goal, doesn't even try to get back onside. Goal gets reviewed. Shout out Hunter 3, the Coyotes video coach, and they end up losing that game. Sharks not in a position to be squandering points right now. They're probably going to still end up. Um, I no. think they're exactly in a position to be squandering points right now. Fair play. But with the run they were on, they're trying to get into the mix or like on the outside of being in the mix. I and see Anthony Duclair as having the vision. Yeah. He said too many points for this team. But then why would many points? But then why would they healthy scratch him? They don't have the vision. They I don't think they have the vision. I think Anthony Declare has the vision. He says, "Max Celebrini, come on down, Mm. and I will not be crossing this uh, this uh, this blue line because this goal cannot count." Well, by all indications. The Sharks like Duclair. I don't think this is like a this fucking guy thing. I think it's like a can't fucking do that. Right. Got to set an example. Got to let the team know that like you have to fucking skate you when you're try. on the ice. And that was like a that was a an egregious uh, lack of effort by Duclair. Uh, Sean, what was it? 
what was what? Unacceptable. Oh, yes. That's what it was. Unacceptable. Sean loves uh, unacceptable. Oh, right. Shout out uh, Lemon Grab from Adventure Time. Lemon Rat. Oh, yes. This clip. Yes. I watch it all the time. It's my favorite. <laughs> uh, so what happens with him, though? He's in the final year of a contract that pays him $3 million. I should note, and you guys probably don't care about this, but it does matter. His real money is $4 million. So a team trading for him might have salary retained or the cap hit retained anyway. But for the owner, it's actually going to cost money to trade for this player. Do you think that they end up dealing him either because his vision goes the wrong way or just because this is going to be a team that sells? Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be a team that sells and... Anthony Duclair is a guy who gets traded. Like he is just a guy who constantly gets traded. Yeah. He, uh, he he's is, the Jacques Martin of I was going to say he's like the Kenny Lofton. Didn't Kenny Lofton play for like every team? A lot of teams. I think Anthony Duclair is that guy. Uh, he's just a really valuable piece to a team that's in the mix. And I don't see the Sharks being in the mix. And they have to really kind of exercise asset management as best as they can as they build for the future and i could for sure see him as a guy who becomes part of that and uh yeah i mean like the healthy scratch thing obviously not good optically probably something that they felt they needed to do don't have a big problem with it you'd like to see anthony declare kind of go on a little bit of a heater before they trade him though let me give you four eastern conference teams yep penguins if mm -hmm. they're in it it's a big if it's a big if Flyers, who I think are in it, and it sends a good message to, like, he's the level of player. I don't think you're going to have to give up a ton, but if you're a Flyers fan, you're probably like, hey, are we doing this or are we doing this? This isn't going to be a thing where you're trading first-round picks or anything. Flyers, maybe? Flyers, maybe. I think that he would kind of fit in with their timeline a little bit, too. Like, he's not an... He's not an old guy, but mm. he's he's got some experience and he could fit into a team's longer term vision if they wanted to resign. Him. And just went on a deep playoff run with uh, another True. kind of like surprise ish team. Boston Bruins. Um, Probably not. I think that they're going to focus on solidifying the back end and being stronger down the middle. Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, why not? Mm. Yeah, I think I could see that being a fit. Carolina's always in the mix for guys like like Anthony Declare. Right. Any other teams? So those those are the the four that jumped out at me. Um, what about like the Winnipeg Jets? The Winnipeg Jets are a team that has surprised me. Uh, they they look fun. You know, Kyle Connor out of the lineup for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Maybe a guy like Anthony Declare comes in, adds a little bit more oomph to their back end. Also, what about a reunion with the Florida Panthers? That's what I also was thinking. Because the I, Florida Panthers, man, they're not getting anything behind that top line. Right. So I base this list on good teams that aren't scoring a ton. And the Bruins are scoring just fine. But, like, still, they they kind of collect veterans at this point. Mm -hmm. So, Anthony Duclair, come on down. Uh, Panthers reunion would be awesome. Mm -hmm. And maybe that gives them the, like, hey, we're doing it again. Or, like, Duke is back. Yeah. We're fixed. Let's go. <laughs> Galvanized. I, I like that. I, and I, I like Duclair with the uh, with the Panthers. Honestly, like there's there's not a lot of teams that he like doesn't really fit mm -hmm. on. It's just what is what are the teams prioritizing? Unless like, it's like a team of guys that are trying to stay on side and not that's have true. goals disallowed. It's true. Love Duclair. That's our guy. He uh, he's the only other uh, sexy red fan. <laughs> 
outside of this podcast. Home against the Kings tonight, though, I'm assuming Sharks will toss him back in the lineup, and I'd like to see a nice return to uh, form for our guy. Uh, the Oilers begin a five-game road trip tonight. They've lost two straight. They're back below 500, five points out of a wild card spot with two games in hand. I think the dream of the Oilers being in playoff position by U.S. Christmas is uh, hanging by a thread, possibly even resting in peace. Uh, this is a real uh, prove-it-to-me stretch for the Edmonton Oilers because they got hot, then they lost that streak, and now we find out how quickly did they bounce back. Like, how streaky is this team? Because the Oilers are always streaky. They're mm. always on some sort of tear, whether it's in the right direction, whether it's in the wrong direction. I think we've talked about it at length this team needs to be near perfect for the remainder of this season to uh, to kind of maximize their hopes at not only getting into the playoffs, but maximizing their position in the playoffs. They cannot have extended um, extended cold streaks, and this is a really, really big stretch for them. And I, uh, I don't know. I don't know about it. Could a uh, Mackenzie Blackwood trade be on the horizon <laughs> for Edmonton? Perhaps. Whoa. Perhaps. I think that's a clip. Perhaps. I think that's a clip. Blackburn. I think they're getting Mackenzie Blackwood. Uh, a shocking play in the National League, the Swiss National League, in which a player tries to cut another player with his skate. That's a, I don't know if that's like, it's, it's a, it certainly looks very bad. I don't yeah, know if you tried to cut him with his skate. Uh, it's a really, really tough sequence, especially after the Adam Johnson stuff. You don't want to see guys swinging their skates around like that. And that's not just a player. That is one Marty Furk. That is Marty Furk, King's legend. Whoa. One of the hardest slap shots in NHL history. And yeah, you can't do that. That's really tough. He got suspended by that league, I believe, five yeah. games for like i don't know what the actual offense was like the the language but it's essentially high skating and i don't think i've ever seen a high skating suspension in hockey before and especially on the heels of the adam johnson thing you, they are really cracking down on that stuff you can't do that yeah i mean stating the obvious it's ugly very very fortunate that didn't and worse, but even there, like, I don't want to get into like the nitty gritty and do freeze frame stuff or whatever, but like basically like, you would think that as soon as your leg is up that high, like I would think just like pull it as close to you as you can don't yeah. like, or even like you could say like yank it down as quick as you can, but who knows like what, if a, 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 a arm or a player is there or whatever, but like, don't be. Don't be uh, liberal with your leg placement when it's up that yeah, high. Yeah, don't be swinging that thing around. Also, worth pointing out, that's uh, also another NHL player that got caught by the skate. Larry Pilot, oh. former Buffalo Sabres defenseman. Sean, we haven't heard much from you this episode other than you uh, cracking up at... What were you laughing at? <laughs> He's just been doing the uh, the Adam Fantilli hand signal. Oh, yeah. The entire time. He only commutes, uh, communicates in that hand signal now. That was the best... I see that emoji now, and I... Like, think of Sean <laughs> doing this. Uh, also want to mention, I heard Tate McRae is performing at the All-Star Game this year in Toronto. I don't think she likes hockey, though. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a real change of scenery for face. her. <laughs> <laughs> a change of scenery. Do you think that she wears the goalie pads on backwards while performing? 
that's kind of become her thing. She can't go without it. When we interview her there, we should wear goalie pads. Yes. Backwards. Yes. Show her that we mean business. And uh, also, like, maybe our gloves backwards. We just wear an entire thing backwards. We'll sit on opposite sides mm -hmm. of each other, as we usually do. Yeah, we, uh, we're going to see Tate McRae at the All-Star Game. You can hear it here first. We should... Mm, I have an idea. I'm not going to say it out loud here because someone else is going to steal it. Bleacher Report, Open Ice or something is going <laughs> to just gank it from us. So, so yeah. Uh, Tate McRae. Keep it under our hats. See you at the All-Star Game. I also want to give a shout out to Chris Letang. We talked about earlier this season when Lucas Raymond grabbed an opponent's stick and threw it into his own face. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, he he did not get away with it. The penalty was the penalty was not called. He he, he would have. You're right. If it weren't for those rotten kids. But he has inspired a movement. He's inspired a trend. Chris Letang, defenseman of the Pittsburgh Penguins last night, in a tie game, uh, grabbed Kirill Kaprizov's stick, <laughs> threw it into his own face, <laughs> got a penalty call for it, uh, drew a penalty, I should say, for it. And the Pittsburgh Penguins scored the game-winning goal on the power play after Chris Letang threw an opponent's stick into his own face. Incredible stuff. This is... So there are some trends in hockey that drive me crazy that are like, why do they do this? Spearing the penis? Spearing in the penis is number one. You knew that's where I was going. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've asked players about it, and for whatever reason, not one person will be like... Yeah, we shouldn't be doing that. Or like, yeah, like I, I've talked to players who've been speared in the penis and they've been like, oh, well, just like quick play or whatever. I'm like, no, someone hit you in the penis. Say, why did he do that? The players want to, they want it okay that they go around with their skates hitting each other in the penis. I don't like that. I want that gone. The trend of grabbing someone else's stick and hitting yourself in the face with it thousand percent on board yeah absolutely especially if it results in goals <laughs> right i mean it's it's essentially a victimless crime because you're you're hitting your own face you're not you're not like assaulting somebody else you are putting your own body on the line for the sake of draw it's essentially like blocking a shot you're putting your own body on the line to help your team you're either going to draw a penalty which benefits your team and is hilarious that it worked, that you threw somebody else's stick into your face, or you're not going to draw a penalty, and it's still hilarious that you threw a stick into your face. I think that there could be a victim, though, if somebody, if player A takes player B's stick, hits himself in the face with it, and suffers some horrible injury, or there's like a third party who gets hit or whatever, is player B an accessory to that crime? No, I, I think that it's a self-inflicted wound for having that stick. Stick. Yeah, for just you know. It, or would the accessory be like Bauer? Yes, <laughs> technically Bauer does make accessories. What if both players sued Bauer for it? This would have it's, never happened. It's a, we need some stick recalls here. It's like the like the McDonald's like the coffee was too hot thing. Like this like, would have never happened if you didn't make that stick that we played hockey it's with. Like this Tesla self driving car recall. It's like he got in an accident. It's the car's fault. All 
Oh, I, I'm, I'm totally on board with this. Uh, shame on you, Michael Landlauer. That's the big takeaway. Thank you for uh, joining us, Adam Fantilli. We got plenty more coming this week, including another Pro Shop Wars and another big name guest. So have a lovely Tuesday. Before you get out of here, make sure to give us five stars on Spotify. Libs are at it again. Libs are at it again. Our rating is once again going down. We're fighting the war on Christmas. Uh, 4.6, I think, right now on Spotify. Get us back up. It, the libs are, this is insane. The libs are not being very kind to Sorry us. for not being so woke, guys. And this is getting out of control. Also, uh, get our YouTube numbers up as well. We're doing uh, fine on here. I want to be doing amazing. I want that number to keep growing. So whatever you need to do to get more people to subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, I would very much like to place this on you, the listeners, and not us because uh, we've got our heads down just making the content making as much as we can. So y you do the rest marketing-wise. A lot of, lot of reels and content coming on social as well or have been coming uh, on social as well. Follow us on Instagram, What Chaos Show. Uh, what Chaos Show everywhere except for TikTok where we are just What Chaos. So hit us up on all those platforms. Give us the follows, the subscriptions, the likes, the comments, all that good stuff. We love you. See you tomorrow.